Good morning. Symptoms. Symptoms are nature's warning signal, or burger alarm, so to speak. They are there to tell us that something is wrong in the body, but with today's penchant for pain-free existence, the use of pain-killing drugs is in vogue. This quest for pain relief fostered by medicine has led to a masking of symptoms that leads to the further advancement of malfunction and pathology. <coughs> yes, pain and symptoms are nature's warning signals. The innate intelligence of your body is sending you a message. I often say to my patients, pain is normal, pain is natural, it proves you're alive. Age is a study in the acceptance of pain. We must always keep pain as our innate messenger. Our body is trying to tell us something. Do not turn off the signal of distress and allow the ship to sink unaided. That's coming from Fred Barge. He's another one of those great chiropractic authors you really ought to be reading. This book is called One Cause, One Cure. Uh, he has uh, Are You the Doctor, Doctor, Life Without Fear. There's a lot of great books that uh, Fred Barge has. Um, God bless you. And I think that passage is very relevant uh, just in talking about <coughs> the surgery I had two weeks ago. So I play hockey. I've been playing hockey for years since I'm yay high. And uh, you, know, you get hurt. Uh, and over the years, uh, every time I've gotten hurt, uh, I have been able to rehab it one way or another, and I've been totally fine. Uh, this one didn't work that way. Uh, and I'll tell you, as a chiropractor uh, who's been practicing like a philosophical lifestyle for this many years, the greatest conundrum that I had experienced in my later years was to figure out how on earth I could actually have surgery and make it be okay. Because I, I, I couldn't grapple with it. It was a very hard experience for me to say, my body is not healing the way it used to. You know? And then I reread Dr. Barge's you know, words in there that you know, age is sort of a way that you kind of accept pain and issues. So if this hernia that I was having was getting worse and worse, and it was causing other problems, it was now affecting other systems, part of me was saying, well, but chiropractically, I don't want to have surgery, right? Because what do we say? We say chiropractic first, right? You know, medicine second, surgery last. Well, I didn't want to have to go into that route. But it was one of those things. It was one of those things where I said, you know, I can keep on doing this, and I can keep on suffering and having other problems occur because of this, or I could take action on something and make, allow my innate intelligence to work the way it's supposed to. Because right now, you know, if you have a hernia, you have a hole, and that hole is just going to add bigger. And my innate intelligence was not closing with all the efforts that I tried and all the different things and the solves I tried and the braces that I tried and the different chiropractic adjustments I tried and the nutritional things. I tried a lot of different, you know, a lot of stuff. Um, and it just, it wasn't working. So I said to myself, if this is what it has to be, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to have the best possible outcome I can. So uh, I was back at work three days after the surgery, which everybody said was not going to be possible. And now I wasn't adjusting everybody. I had interns adjusting most of the patients, and I was adjusting babies. That was what I was doing for most of the day. Um, it was really kind of cool, actually. 
to take care of that many babies. Like, you know, I guess when you're taking care of like whole families, you kind of lose the fact of how many itty bitty little babies you're actually seeing at one time. But when you see 50 babies in a day, that was really kind of cool to, to have that experience of 50 kids under two years old. Like, wow, because that's the only thing I touched all day long for a couple of days in the office. And so I said, I'm going to make this the best experience I can, right? And I'm not going to let me having surgery make me any less of a chiropractor, right? There's nothing wrong with this. It's not like I wanted to do this. It's not like I said, I would love to just have some surgery, you know? <laughs> it wasn't an aspiration of mine to see if my body could do this. It was a necessity. But my innate intelligence is taking over. See, and that's the key thing. So uh, a couple of, like, on, on two weeks ago, uh, right after the surgery, on, I think it was Wednesday, the doctor's office called me up and they said, so we're just trying to follow up and see, you know, how you're doing. And I said, they said, where are you now? And I said, I'm at work. And they said, you're at work? And I said, yes. And they said, you want painkillers? And I said, no. They said, do you take any painkillers? I said, yeah, for a couple of days, I'll take some Tylenol. They said, you only took Tylenol. Yes, it was only Tylenol. There was no, I didn't take, they prescribed Percocet or whatever. I said, I didn't take any of that. They said, so you're at work and you're not taking painkillers. I said, correct. And they're like, and you're not in bed like moaning and groaning like most people would be. And I said, no, no. They said, well, how do you feel? I said, well, I'm hurting, but you know, I'm getting better every day. I'm moving around and stuff. And she said, well, I give you an A plus. She said, I've never heard of this before. I'd never heard of this before. And I said, well, I've been adjusted for all, like 30 years. Yeah, I really take care of myself. She said, well, that shows, right? And today I'm going to the surgeon uh, on a break and uh, for the post-op visit, and he's gonna tell me, go back to your normal stuff. And how do I know that? Because I've decided that's what he's gonna tell me. And how have I made that happen? Well, because I decided, I've written, I've written it down. This entire thing has been planned out. So the, a, a couple weeks before the surgery, uh, I spoke to the surgeon and I said, tell me how long it's going to take. Tell me about the anesthesia. Tell me how long that takes to wear off. And I wrote down a list. So he said, you get there at 6.30, there are surgery slots at 7.30, you should be done by 8.30, you should be uh, awake by 9 o'clock. The, the way you have to leave this clinic, the surgery center, is you have to pee. Right? That's, you know, that's so we know that we didn't nick anything you know, in the surgery. He said, so you got to pee. And he said, so you should be home by noon. So I said, well, that noon is unacceptable to me. So, um, so I wrote it out, and I said, I'll be there at 6.30. The surgery starts at 7.30. I'm going to wake up by 9 o'clock. I'm going to pee by 9.15. I'll be leaving by 10. I'll be home by 11. <clears throat> and I beat it. By, I was home by 10.45. I woke up. My eye opened like this. I opened like this. The surgery was done. And as the nurse walked in, because I guess the heart rate goes up when you, your eyes open up. And I said, I have to pee. And she said, that's not possible. And I said, I have to pee. And she said, you've got to give it a couple minutes. You'll wake yourself up a little bit first, and then you can pee. Because they said, you can't see your wife until you pee also. Right? And so this was, I was desperate to see you know, Lisa. Um, so... I said, okay, I'll give myself a few minutes. And for like five minutes, I'm like, I really gotta go to the bathroom. She said, this is not possible. I said, well, let me show you what possible is. <laughs> so I got up, went to the bathroom, did my business, came back in. She said, you peed? I said, yeah. She said, that's amazing. Right? So 
the, the whole reason I'm pointing this out to you is not to, to, for you to, to uh, say, wow, Dr. Gunn is amazing. It's really for you to say, wow, innate intelligence is amazing. Right? So even in a situation where you are, have to have surgery, you can make it the best experience you can. Now, I'm not saying that this has been fun, right? But I'm telling you that I'm humble. I have been extremely humbled by this experience. Um, because you don't know how much you value something until you lose it, right? So I have like almost no strength in my right leg now. Even though they, I, they did laparoscopic surgery where they just punched three holes in me, um, you know, to sew everything up and put some mesh in. But I have almost no strength in this leg, which is very interesting. So even going up a stair, I can't go up, a, like I can go downstairs now, which is good two at a time. I can't go up a stair because I can probably lift this leg up. So I'm actually going to rehab myself in order to get my leg back. This has been very humbling, right? Very humbling to, to bend over and it, I get like this catch. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not going to bend over. Very humbling that kids want to hug me all day long and I got to tell them no. You know, yesterday's one little girl, she's kind of got this, these ADHD things and she doesn't quite get this stuff. And she came running to me and I was like, Emma, no. And I hated that. I hated that. I said, I'm sorry, Emma. Let's hug really, really gently. All right? I have a boo boo over here, you know, that's really bad. And I need you to hug me really gently. She said, Oh, okay, Dr. Rubin. And she drew me a picture that said, I love you, Dr. Rubin. Right? right? So, what a humbling experience. This has been an extremely valuable to look at the other side. Because for years, I've seen patients who've had surgeries for one reason or another, whatever. And I, and I always could get in my head what they were talking about and what they went through. But, you know, until you actually go through something, it's very hard. Once again, not saying you should, like, go with this. I should go through surgery to understand the patients, you know. But, but don't feel bad. A lot of people will come to me and they'll say, say that even as students, they'll say, I feel bad because I have to take this kind of drug because, you know, I have this kind of problem, that kind of problem. Or I feel bad because I need to have surgery. Don't feel bad. This, you don't, we don't have a long life, right? You know, we get to live 80, 90, 100 years. You're going to feel bad most of your life because of some of the choices you make. Don't. Right? Be okay with whatever choice you have to make. Right? And make it the best choice that you can. Because to feel, for me to feel bad about the surgery, oh my God, I'm worse. How can I talk to patients about chiropractic if, I tell, if I'm having surgery? You know? I, it's part of life. Right? You're going to get hurt. Things are going to happen. Crazy things happen. And what do I always say? A crisis is a crisis. Right? Right? This is a yellow line. Right? It divides Cobb Parkway from the, you know, east versus west or north versus south, whatever direction it is. Right? So, if I cross over that yellow line, I am no longer on my side. And if, not, if I'm not on my side, then I need to be figuring out whose side I need to be on. So to try to stand in the middle, it doesn't work. You can't stand in the middle because something's, something's going to go wrong. So when a crisis occurs, which at this point it was reaching a crisis state, I said, okay, I need to do something. As hard as that was, and it was one of the hardest decisions of my life, to say, as a chiropractor, it is okay for me to have surgery. You know, that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. But I'm going to make it the best experience I can.
and I'm going to learn from this, and I'm going to have more empathy because of this, and I'm going to become a better chiropractor because of this, right? So I'm not going to lose my philosophy. This isn't about like, oh my God, I've cut myself off, and now I no longer feel self a chiropractor. No, what this has actually done is it's, it's strengthened me because I see the power of my body. I see the innate healing potential of my body, right? I have tested my body in a way that it has never been tested before. And I am showing that the innate power of my body and the healing potential and all the good things that I have done over the years by getting adjusted every single week for 30 years, at least once a week, and eating right and exercising and all those things have created a very different result than most people. I was talking to someone last night and he's only 40 years old. And he said, I've had a couple of hernia surgeries and I don't know how the hell you're even working. He said, I was in bed for a week and I could hardly work for like the next couple of weeks. He said, I don't know how you're doing it. And I, I said, it's, I just, I, this is what I designed. I made it this way, right? I've, ri I've written out that today when I go see the doctor, he's gonna say, you're totally fine, go back to normal stuff. I've written it out. I wrote out exactly how the surgery was going to occur. I figured out exactly how I was going to feel. So the ultimate lesson on what I want to share with you and why I'm sharing such a personal space with you guys is because I want you to realize how powerful you are. And if you have desires and you have dreams and you have goals, write them down. Write them down. Stop living in fear. Stop living in in uh, worry and, and thumb-sucking and complaining. And write down the stuff that you want. So if you want to graduate at a certain time, if you want to pass the boards, if you want to pass OSCEs, if you want a certain practice in a certain place, write it down. Write it down. And don't write it down like, I hope that I can actually be successful with OSCEs. You know, I have passed OSCEs on such and such a day. Whatever day you're taking OSCEs, whatever day you're taking boards. I have opened up my practice in Colorado at such and such a time. And within six months, I'm seeing this many people and making this much money. Right? Write it down. Exactly what you want. I mean, I wrote it down to the minute, and I beat it. And if I can do it, so can you. Right? You can plan your life. Right? You can plan it. It's up to you. You're not a marionette. There's no strings. So you decide. Now, but stuff's going to blindside you, right? Having surgery was kind of a blindside. I didn't expect that. That wasn't in my plan. Right? That wasn't something that I wanted. But I planned it anyway. Right? So if I said, if, if I have to have this negative situation, I'm going to plan it to the best that I can. So that it, this becomes the best possible experience. So you guys, you're going to graduate within a year. Plan it out. Plan the day of your graduation. Right? I hope I graduate in June next year. No, 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 no. If it's June 15th, 2016, I graduate. June 16th, 2016. I open up my practice August 16, 2016. And I have 100 patients in, in the door within the first month by September 2016. Why not? Why not plan it out? Why not write it out? What do you do? Leave it up to chance? I hope it works. I pray it works. It might work. I dream it works. Should work. Could work. Don't leave anything up to chance, right? And yeah, there's gonna be some crazy things. And you'll have to roll with that. 
when that happens. You'll have to roll with those punches. But in the meantime, plan everything out the best you can. Because that's what's really going to make the difference in the long run.